Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to Trash Talk with TK. I'm TK Tom Kelly. After an Eagles victory over the Giants on Sunday afternoon, 22-16, the Eagles finally secure the number one seed. Obviously had a few cracks at this thing, unable to get it done the last couple weeks. Obviously, you know, that tough loss in Dallas, a very entertaining game in which the Eagles not able to come on top, come out on top uh, against the New Orleans Saints. The Eagles really an uninspiring performance and do not beat the Saints. But they do get it done. Jalen Hurts returning to the lineup, and the Eagles beat the Giants. And, you know, it's it's a game that you come away a bit conflicted, and I understand why people would be conflicted following that type of performance, and I was immediately after the game. You know, the Eagles come out. They're playing the Giants back up. So let's face it, New York had very little to play for in this game. I mean, they didn't play Daniel Jones, didn't play Saquon Barkley, Azizos or Ojalary. You know, Kayvon Thibodeau, a lot of their a lot of their top players, really all of their top players, didn't suit up for this game. And you would expect the Eagles to roll over them. Um, at no point did I think this game was was in doubt. Like at no point did you think the Eagles were going to lose, even when the Giants cut it to six late. Obviously, the Eagles needed to get that onside kick. They were able to recover it. But at no point did you really feel like this game was in jeopardy. Uh, of being lost. That being said, it was not a great performance from the Eagles. It really wasn't. You know, they kind of did enough. They didn't look great. And this is something that we've seen really over the last couple weeks. This team, you could make the argument that they are not playing their best football as we head into the postseason. And immediately after the game, that was some of my reaction as well, that, you know, this team doesn't look completely right. Um, They're not playing their best ball right now. But when you really take a step back and having a night to sleep on it, really think about things here, the Eagles, bottom line, they did what they needed to do. But like what they needed to do, the most important thing to come out of yesterday's game was that you win the football game, obviously, that you don't suffer any significant injuries, and that Jalen Hurts comes out 
as healthy as as possible because Jalen was clearly not completely right yesterday. And I had said going in, I would have started Gardner Minshew. I still think the Eagles, uh, you know, maybe should have done that because you saw Jalen. He didn't look right yesterday. But ultimately, as we head into the playoffs here, and I get why people would have a certain level of concern, but the Eagles got the job done and they have the one seed and they have the bye. And all roads now come through Philadelphia to get to Glendale, Arizona, and get to the Super Bowl and represent the NFC. And that's all that truly matters. You know, I think momentum going into the playoffs in many ways is overrated. Like, I don't think it really matters all that much. And of course, here in Philadelphia, the example that we will look at and the example that we will use frequently is 2017. I mean, the Eagles in 2017, we we talk about Carson Wentz being out. And it being an adjustment period in terms of Nick Foles taking over. But it was more, you know, than just that. Like, that team as a whole was not playing very good football heading into the postseason. I mean, they had a game, uh, the game right after the injury to Wentz in Los Angeles. The Eagles are playing against the New York Giants. Uh, Foles played well in that game. Offense played well in that game. Defense really struggled. And that was not a good Giants offense. That was Eli Manning basically on his last legs at that point. Um, defense struggled in that game. They gave up 29 points, but the Eagles found a way to win the following week. Uh, you know, that night against the Raiders, uh, Christmas night, freezing cold game. Nick Foles was, was brutal. And I was thinking at that point, like season's over, like the Eagles aren't going to be able to do this the way they're playing. And they played poorly next week against Dallas. It didn't matter. Like you got home field advantage. You you got the buy. That's what really is important. And the way you're playing and going into the playoffs, would you like your team to to look better? Would you have liked a more crisp performance from the Eagles last week? Would you have liked them to play a better football game and have wrapped things up the week before against New Orleans? Sure. But the only thing that really matters now, you know, all that stuff's in the past, all that stuff's behind us. All that really matters, the Eagles got home field advantage and they got that by. And, you know, this being the situation they were in, and this is after watching this game yesterday. The buy's even more important than I ever believed. And you can look throughout the course of the NFL over the past, um, you know, several years. Usually you need to buy to the Super Bowl. Last year was a unique case. Now, I don't know if we'll start seeing more of this. My guess is we, we probably will just because fewer teams have buys. But last year, the Rams and Bengals both get to the Super Bowl um, not having a buy. I don't think that means that's the formula now or anything. I think just because, you know, you only see two teams getting a buy as opposed to four, we're just naturally going to see more teams get through the wild card round, play three postseason games and get to the get to the Super Bowl. But still, it's a huge advantage. And you look back at at NFL history, you know, going back the last 10, 15 years, typically you need a buy to get to the Super Bowl. Like most teams who are able to make that run have that buy. And having that is such an advantage, especially with the state that Jalen is in right now. Because you don't need to be a medical professional to tell that Jalen Hurts isn't right. And and you can tell the Eagles the the way they called that game. And as I said earlier in the podcast here, I was a proponent of starting Minshew because I didn't think Jalen was healthy. And I come out of that game believing Jalen is not fully healthy right now. I mean, you look at the game plan, and I understand you were playing an inferior opponent, so you were able to kind of manipulate the game this way. No QB runs. The Eagles were getting the ball out extremely quickly. 
they didn't want Jalen taking any sort of punishment. So I think we can dispel the notion that the Eagles were were sitting Jalen Hurts um, out of extreme caution. They were sitting him because he was injured. Like, Jalen is not right right now. And yesterday, you were able to get away with it, and, and it was huge. Like, the fact that they got out of the game starting Jalen, fine. Like, that was my whole thing. I, of course, want Jalen Hurts to play every available snap. He's by far the best quarterback on this team, and he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. There's no doubt about it. But I was concerned about the risk of re-injury, and the way the Eagles manage this game, it tells me they were as well, and the way Jalen spoke after this game. I mean, Jalen, who, let's face it, man, like, dude's not forthright about anything, and that's not a knock on Jalen. I think that's a, a good quality of a quarterback to have. Like, intentionally vague, intentionally boring, after games, you know, I'm, I'm going through these press conferences, one of my jobs on the Eagles broadcast uh, after these games, and Jalen is just, he get, never gives you anything, but he was very forthright yesterday after the fact that he was hurting, like he kept saying when asked about how he felt, he said, good enough, but he was hurting, Nick Sirianni said, it was really hurting, Jalen said, you know, it took pretty much extreme measures for him to get himself to a spot mentally and physically where he could go out and play in this football game. And thankfully, thankfully, the Eagles were able to come out of it without Jalen re-injuring himself because that was my big concern is he gets re-injured, then you're going through with Minshew. And I don't think this would have been a Nick Foles situation. I don't think Gardner Minshew could have gotten this team to a Super Bowl. But having this buy is critical for that reason. Because Jalen's not right right now. Now, I don't know what kind of state he's going to be in two weeks. But what I do know is the Eagles can't play this way again. And, and I, what I mean by play this way is they can't play an offense. They can't run an offense in which Jalen Hurts is not utilizing his legs. Like, let's face it. Jalen is a multifaceted quarterback. Jalen has made significant strides as a passer. Jalen has great weapons, and I think Jalen has a really good coaching staff. But for this offense to play at its maximum level, for this offense to be in its top form, they need that element. Like, they need Jalen Hurts to be able to use his legs. They need to be, him to be able to run the ball. That's what makes him unique. That's what makes him dynamic. And, I mean, if this team had to play next week, I, I don't have great confidence Jalen would have been in that much of a physical, uh, better physical situation. I don't know what kind of physical, you know, situation he's going to be in in a couple weeks. But all I know is, is regardless of what it is, like the Eagles are going to need to unle unleash the playbook. Like they're going to need to unleash Jalen. So getting this by is critical for that reason, to get him another week of rest, get him another, you know, week of rehabilitation and 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 for this team to get ready and get healthier it gives Avante Maddox another week that could be a big deal and we'll talk about that in a moment because uh, Jonathan Gannon did something defensively that I thought was quite interesting on Sunday as well but Avante Maddox gets another week Josh Sweat gets another week it seems like Josh Sweat will be ready to go Lane Johnson gets another week. I don't know what kind of state Lane's going to be in physically when he comes back. He's going to try to play because he's Lane Johnson and he's friggin' warrior. But, you know, I don't know if Lane, with an abdominal tear, as a NFL tackle who needs their core muscles and needs, needs those kind of things for leverage, I don't know what kind of state, what kind of shape 
you know, Lane Johnson is going to be in to play at his top form. So getting that by is critical. Uh, just as a, a wide-ranging viewpoint for the season, because, man, things have changed so much throughout the course of this year. What an accomplishment for this team, like, already. And I'm not one of these people who thinks, you know, you're playing with house money at this point. You're the one seed. Expectations change. And the expectations for this team should be to go to Super Bowl. I mean, if the Eagles don't reach the Super Bowl, at least, I think it's going to be viewed as somewhat of a disappointment. But considering where we were four months ago, you know, when we the night before that Detroit Lions game, it really is remarkable what this team has accomplished. And they deserve a lot of credit for it. Nick Sirianni, Jonathan Gannon, Shane Steich, and Je- I mean, Jeffrey Lurie and Allie Rosen. What a job they have done in just two years. Think about where we were two years ago at this time, man. The Eagles had just lost that game to Washington. We were, you know, wrapped up in the stupid tank gate of that game and the Eagles, um, you know, throwing that game, which in the end turned out to be a pretty uh, damn good decision. It got you Devontae Smith, helped get you A.J. Brown. But uh, think about where we were two years ago. Carson Wentz with the salary cap. Um, we didn't think this, we thought this was going to be a long rebuild before you could even think about playoff contention. And two years later, this team reaches the postseason last year. They now have the one seed. They now have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And if you listen to Howie, that's what Howie talks about. He talks about, we don't want to be an organization that's just reaching the postseason to get to Super Bowls. You need to perennially be winning your division. You need to be a high seed and you need to have a first round buy. The Eagles have accomplished that. This organization is one of the best in sports. I don't think we appreciate the Eagles enough in Philadelphia, to be quite honest with you. And considering where they were four months ago and, and the expectations coming in this season, I was hoping for 10-11 wins. Yeah, I picked them to go 11-6. and six. Uh, I thought a division title would have been a successful season, but for them to do what they've done – uh, has been remarkable regardless of where things go from here. Obviously, you want more now, and now you want to get greedy. And in a few minutes here, we'll talk about the playoff matchups that they could potentially see in the second round. Uh, but I think things set up pretty nicely for the Eagles. A good win yesterday. And as I mentioned, the one thing I wanted to discuss on the defensive side of the ball, offensively, I think we pretty much covered everything. Defensively, you know, not much to take from it. You're facing Davis Webb. Um, he, Davis Webb is not an NFL quality quarterback. He's just not. Uh, I thought Brian Dayball, honestly, did a guy he's had a long relationship with, a solid by giving him the start yesterday. He could have started Tyrod Taylor. um, But Davis Webb never made an NFL start. Those guys have a close relationship. Gave him an opportunity, and Davis Webb went out there, and he played a football game. Uh, I'll give him that. He played a football game, um, threw a touchdown pass, ran one in. Good for him. Uh, but not much you can really take from it from a defensive perspective. The one thing that I did find to be interesting, though, schematically, that Jonathan Gannon elected to do was putting C.J. Gardner-Johnson in the slot, keeping Ruth Black and Shipp safety, because this is something we debated with Avante Maddox out. How would the Eagles handle this? I mean, C.J. Gardner-Johnson had played safety for them this year. Been one of the best safeties in football, but... In his time in New Orleans, he made his name in this league by being one of the best slot corners in football. I think in this day and age, with the way the game is oriented to passing, with the opponents the Eagles could potentially see, 
in that divisional round, uh, slot corner is honestly a more important position. I like the fact that Jonathan Gannon tried this. Um, and credit to, to C.J. Gardner-Johnson for being receptive to it. I think we're at the point in the year where, guys, you know, you need to just do what's best for the team. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, to his credit, did that. And this is probably the best way to go. Now, ideally, the best thing, best case scenario here is Avante Maddox comes back. He can play the slot. C.J. Gardner-Johnson moves back to safety. But there's no guarantee. I mean, a toe injury, nasty injury for Avante. I don't know if he'll be back. But I think that was the right decision. Specifically, when you look at the the types of teams the Eagles could play in the divisional round. And real quick, let's go through the four potential opponents the Eagles could see in the divisional round. The Seahawks have got in as a seventh seed, which is so disappointing. I mean, I feel so bad for the Detroit Lions. Like, I get you play out the season. Seahawks made it fair and square with tiebreakers and everything. But, man, that Lions team was fun to watch. I got to give credit to Dan Campbell, man. I was a a big critic of his. Um, for all the, you know, meathead, rah-rah guy stuff. But he's built a good culture there. And what a win for them last night, man. Even after being eliminated, to knock the Packers out uh, on their home field, potentially end Aaron Rodgers' career, that's a hell of a win for for Detroit. And a lot of credit to Dan Campbell, a lot of credit to to Deuce Staley, who's there as the assistant head coach, uh, helping building that culture. Uh, Tremendous job by the Lions, but... They don't get in, it's the Seahawks. Seahawks are a potential first-round matchup. I would be highly surprised if the Seahawks are the team the Eagles play. I don't see any way they beat San Francisco next week. Um, you got the Giants, who I think, realistically, would be the best matchup for the Eagles. Seahawks would be the best matchup. I just don't see it's going to happen. The Giants, can they have a chance to go beat Minnesota. Like They have a legitimate chance to win that game. We know about Kirk Cousins in big games. Um... It's a 425 game, so that's in kind of like that twilight uh, situation. Kirk Cousins, horrible primetime quarterback, great one o'clock quarterback. So I guess it'll be mediocre Kirk at 425, but that's a winnable game for the Giants. And I think if the Eagles got the Giants, the Eagles would, the Eagles would win that football game. I have very little concerns about the Giants coming to the link and winning. But, you know, most likely the Eagles will face the winner of the Monday night game between Dallas and Tampa. And I thought it was interesting in terms of the scheduling for wildcard weekend, that that ends up being the Monday night game. I expected that to get that Sunday 425 slot. That's typically where they put their best game wildcard weekend. But honestly, I think this is probably a make good to the NFL or, or to, to ESPN rather, because ESPN, obviously the horrible DeMar Hamlin situation last week, that was supposed to be ESPN's big game this year. Like you're getting Bengals bills. This is this incredibly important regular season game. And then it doesn't happen. Like, I think that was a make good to ESPN. Like, we're going to give you the best game. We're going to give you the game with the best ratings. And you get Dallas going up against Tom Brady. That's it. The Eagles are likely to play the winner of that game. And, and that's what's interesting about the C.J. Gardner-Johnson. Because you look at either of those teams. What do we know about Tampa and Dallas? I mean, they both have their flaws. Both pretty loaded at the wide receiver position. And both have really good slot receivers. Tampa, Chris Godwin, maybe the best slot receiver in football. You know, that position is going to be extremely important in that game. If you put Josiah Scott out there, you don't think Tom Brady is going to be hunting him with Chris Godwin every play? Of course he is. And that would probably not go well. Dallas, we know how loaded they are a receiver. They like to move C.D. Lamb around. I, I imagine they will put C.D. Lamb in the slot quite a bit 
if the Eagles end up getting Dallas. So I'd like to move from that perspective. Now, as far as the opponents that I would like to see the Eagles face, as I said, Seattle would be the best opponent. Don't think that happens. I think the Eagles would take care of the Giants rather easily. So I'd be fine with that. This may be something we uh, that I regret. I'd actually rather see Tampa Bay than Dallas. Tampa's not a good team this year. I mean, Tom Brady in the playoffs will always horrify you, but they're not good. And I know people will disagree with this, and I know people don't like to admit this. I legitimately have some fear of the Dallas Cowboys. Like, they didn't play well yesterday in Washington. I don't take much from that. That game let meant nothing to them. Like, they knew the Eagles were going to be the Giants. They had to play their starters, but they knew that the Eagles weren't losing that game. Like, and especially when they saw the Eagles jump out early, do I think that probably impacted the Cowboys? Sure. They're scoreboard watching. Like, they know what's going on. And, you know, I, I don't think that was a lot you can take from that game. Now, I do think the Eagles would win. The Eagles would be favored in a game against Dallas, probably like six points, something like that. Um, and I think the Eagles would win, but I do think they are the toughest potential opponent that they could face in the next round and probably the second most toughest opponent they could face in the whole NFC. Like Minnesota doesn't scare me. San Fran's very good. Brock Purdy, not a guy who scares me, but that defense under D'Amico Ryans, man. And D'Amico, I've said for a while, like if that dude doesn't get a head coaching job this offseason, the NFL is just a joke, honestly. Like D'Amico Ryans is unbelievable like the job he has done the leadership uh taking over for Robert Sala taking over that defense they've gotten better like that was a great defense under Sala and they've improved um they're a scary opponent now thankfully you wouldn't have to see them till the championship game uh but yeah I mean Dallas I think would be the most scary opponent and and you know if I had to pick the games right now for next week and um I'll be on frequently throughout WIP this week opinions can change uh, but initially, my picks in the NFC, I, I'd say San Fran takes care of Seattle pretty easily. Ten-point favorites in that game for a reason. Um, Giants-Vikings, I'm still deliberating over. I lean Vikings in a close game, but that's absolutely a game the Giants can win. And I think Eagles fans should be rooting for the Giants to win that game. And then I think Dallas beats Tampa Bay in the NFC. In the AFC, um, you know, I, I I think some some interesting matchups. Chargers. Jaguars, I actually really like that matchup uh, with Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert. I would favor the Chargers, but the Chargers are, are kind of a a team that you feel like chokes in that kind of situation. I would love to see Doug advance. Um, and man, you could get a Doug Peterson, Andy Reid uh, second round matchup, which would be pretty fun. But I'd probably lean Chargers as of now to win that football game. The Bills, I think, demolish the Dolphins. I don't think two is going to play. Skylar Thompson, Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, Mike Lennon they brought in now. The Bills, I, I, I'm shocked that line's only 10.5. I'm going to hammer the Bills in that game. I, I thought that line might be upwards of 14. Anything under 14, I think you hammer the Bills. I think they just are going to destroy Miami. And then uh, as far as the final AFC game goes, Bengals-Ravens, this Lamar Jackson situation, I, I can't get a handle on it. Like, Lamar hasn't played in a long time. It almost feels like a holdout without actually technically holding out. Like, he's got an injury, but doesn't seem like he's killing himself to get back on the field. I do think Lamar will play this week, uh, but I think the Bengals win that game probably by a touchdown. They're, I think, six-point favorites. 
So I like the Bengals there, but uh, should be an interesting weekend. Should be a fun weekend of football. I'll be on several times on WIP this week. Um, Tuesday overnight, Thursday and Friday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. And then Saturday, a uh, nice little 3 to 4.30 shift right before uh, Saturday uh, football. And we'll get you all set for Wild Card Weekend on that one. So this will do it for Trash Talk with TK. Eagles beat the Giants. Eagles have the one seed. Uh, enjoy the football this week. A stress-free week with the birds off. And I'll talk to you guys on WIP this week. Thanks for listening to Trash Talk with TK. Um, and I'll talk to you guys on WIP. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.